Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast. Greetings, everyone. You are listening to the podcast that gets to know the hikers behind the trekking poles, the podcast that asks the why questions of hiking, the podcast that takes me, Andy, I'm still a relatively new hiker, and asks other hikers, how has hiking changed you, and how are you changing the world around you? That's right. You're listening to the Hiker Podcast. This week, I'm doing something a little different because scheduling got crazy. I had like four cancellations last week. Um different situations illness scheduling unfortunate events happened where i had a bunch of podcasts scheduled to do and um i have a another interview ready to go but it's a shorter so i was gonna do a two for episode so this week i am doing one of my favorite things to do is an ask andy andy thing anything anything ask ask andy anything ask me anything ask me any ask me anything episode uh, where i'm just going to answer your questions from instagram and i like having this because i like being able to um go back to this episode um to just say hey i answer all those questions here but also just as a way to let you all get to know me better because i really emphasize on the podcast our, our guests talking as much as possible and that's a good thing because you know what i just want to get their story out there and that's my goal and how hiking has changed them how the outdoors has changed them and how they're changing the world around them so i like being able to every you know 10 20 episodes be able to get to just talk a little bit about myself and you all get to know me a little bit uh before we get into that though i have to thank our sponsors of course CS Instant Coffee, the best instant coffee on the trail. Um, there's, there's no other choice. Not only is it the best tasting coffee, um, it's the most environmentally responsible way to take coffee with you on the trail uh, because they're biodegradable packaging. And when they send it to you, it, 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 it's, 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 it's not like all those other packaging on top of the packaging. It's just, here's a box full of amazing coffee. So I would encourage you to check out CS Instant Coffee. Um, Ian and Monica are absolutely amazing. They're doing great work, um, not only making amazing coffee, which I am a coffee snob. I'm a snob. I worked at Starbucks for nine years. I was a coffee house manager for a while. I am very picky about my coffee. And when I say I would drink CSS and coffee as my regular coffee every day, that's saying a lot. So check them out. Link is in the description of this episode or at hikerpodcast.com. Of course, we cannot continue without talking about our sponsor, Canock Outdoors, makers of the carbon fiber cork trucking poles, the the Visica and Vecto water storage solutions as well, and all the other amazing products they make. They're doing some amazing stuff up there in Portland, Oregon. Those, those poles are handmade in Portland, Oregon. Check out everything they do. Gilad and is just killing it up there in Portland up the road as we say here in Oregon when you live off the five we say up the road down the road you know whatever but love Canuck everything they've been doing for me and for for the outdoor industry um they see something and like oh we need to solve that problem and they do it and they're just amazing so check them out link is in the description of this episode or at hackerpodcast.com also uh I want to let you all know again another sponsor coming on we're gonna have some mid-rolls here 
Um, Sawyer products. Um, Sawyer makes the, the, the Sawyer squeeze water filters, which is a super important if you're going to be hiking and you need to filter water. Don't be drinking water right out of a, uh, out of, out of a Creek or a river. You never know, um, what's in that water. And the, 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 it is the simplest and safest way to drink water out of a source like a river or a Creek or it, it just it, it, amazing products amazing products from Sawyer. Not only do they have the water filter, which so many hikers and backpackers and through hikers use, they also have amazing solutions to keep insects like ticks off of you. So you don't contract things like Lyme disease, which can be devastating as someone who already has an autoimmune disease. Um, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to have something like Lyme disease in their products, the, the permethrin and everything else. It, amazing way and a safe way to keep insects off you and keep you safe on the trail as they say keep you on the trail so check them all out um sawyer was one of our first sponsors ever and i'm glad to have them back for um some more stuff i'll be doing on instagram and on this show so last thing before i, I, I know i'm getting like oh you're just all about the sponsors andy i gotta get paid somehow i gotta be able to advocate and make and have ways to make content creation so this is what i do if you want to support me in that you can support me on Patreon. Patreon is a subscription type service where you get different rewards uh, after a certain amount of time. I have all the rewards structured right now to where you get them after, um, well, they're all sent from Patreon. They create them and then you get them after a certain amount of time, which is absolutely amazing. But also you get early access to everything. So before anything goes live, generally 24 hours, sometimes not always, um, before the podcast, but also for my YouTube channel and anything else. Um, um, you get that as well, just for being a supporter. So go to the description episode over at hikerpodcast.com to find out how to be a Patreon supporter with that. I have a lot of questions from Instagram. Um, as if, if you don't know already, um, my Instagram has kind of gone crazy as of late drinking coffee real quick. Yes, it's the Incessant Coffee in my Columbia Sportswear mug. Yep. Someone right now is saying, Andy's a sellout. No, I'm not. I like good products. And I like providing for my family. And that's okay. Anywho. Uh, so I'm going to go through these questions. And I'm, I'm hoping with these questions I can just have a chance to talk about these things. I never get through all of them. Um, except for last time. Last time I did this, I had like maybe four questions. I don't know. It was the holidays. So anyways. First question, what is your height? 5'11 and a half. 5 feet, 11 inches and a half. Um, so, yeah, there's the answer to that. Next question, have you done any hiking in Montana? No, I haven't. I've been to Montana. My grandparents, uh, my grandpa since passed, my grandmother, they uh, lived in Montana uh, in, in a place called Harlem, Montana for a long, long time. Went up there quite a bit as a kid. Got to hang out at um, Yellowstone as well. In Harlem, Montana is near, uh, not near, I think the closest town is um, Haver, a few other towns. I've been to Montana, enjoyed the outdoors there, uh, haven't been hiking there, haven't been there since I was 10, so super excited, I think I was even younger than that, super excited to just one day go back um, soon, and like one thing I want to see is the, um, um, like we'll see Yosemite, or Yellowstone again, like Old Faithful. And uh, amazing. I, I I have great memories of Montana seeing bison for the first time. And yeah, 
want to go back top five favorite hikes um most i I get this question a lot and i I have a hard time quantifying it because it's always changing i'm always finding new little hikes that no one knows about um so and i'm not one of gatekeep like oh i found this i'm keeping it to myself um i am careful about what i post on instagram about my hikes because i do know as someone who you know has a following, especially locally, that when I post about a hike, and it's been this way since before I had crazy following, um, that the next weekend that hike will get traffic. It's just, it's a, it's what's going to happen. So um, with that said, though, I think my favorite one, in no particular order, is National Creek Falls, which is super short, but I love the destination there. It's only like a mile and a half round trip, if that. Uh, I love East Applegate Ridge Trail. I love Hunter Creek Falls outside of Reno. I love um, Matsama Village to Rim Village and Crater Lake National Park along the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, I love um, the stretch of the Pacific Crest Trail um, from Soda Mountain to Hobart Bluff. Um, Calico Tanks in Las Vegas, Nevada and Red Rock Canyon. Lee Canyon Hike, love that as well outside of Las Vegas and Mount Charleston area. I could go on and on and on. I mean, I, my, my, my go-tos is Table Rock, Lower t- lower Table Rock Trail, um, out and back, uh, Upper Rogue River. I can go on forever. That's way more than five. So I have so many amazing hikes. I could talk about it forever. Next question. Any hiking goals for this year? The hikes planned? Question mark. Okay, so hiking goals for this year is to challenge myself. The biggest one I have is to hike Mount McLaughlin, which is uh, one of the main um, peaks along the the Cascade Range. Um, Starts at Mount Shasta and goes up to McLaughlin and then Jefferson and and Thielson and all those mountains. I have never hiked the top of it. It's about, I think, 12 miles round trip, I believe. I don't think it's that much. Uh, It's a good amount of elevation gain. It's an all-dayer, so you need good amount of sunlight. I've never done it, and I'm currently um, getting my body in a place where I feel confident to do it because I know the last few miles are brutal. Um, that mountain looks over where I live and has been mocking me. I shouldn't say mocking me, but it's just been like it's there, and I haven't had a chance to hike it uh, for so long. I don't want to say I'm going to conquer that mountain, but I am going to get up to the top of that mountain. That's my biggest goal this year. Another goal I have is either in one backpacking trip or in a few hike from the Oregon border to Cray Lake National Park. I like to also um, backpack or hike all through Cray Lake National Park. It's another goal. Um, and I like to hike the Rogue River Trail and the Upper Rogue River Trail backpack through that. Those are kind of my hiking goals for this year. Um, really, with, with, with exercise and other things, I'm working towards endurance and elevation. How can I get my body used to elevation, endurance, and, and going up? hill so a lot of stair steppers a lot of circuit training um and that's what i do that's what works for me if you don't want to be hiking up hills and mountains and you won't keep on flat that's fine too uh, i'm a plus size hiker so uh, i I, under, I totally understand um something may not be for you either you're not able or um it's just not your thing or you know whatever it is but just know that that's what i'm doing i get a lot of questions about what i do for exercise regiments uh, everything I do in exercise is to serve what I do on the trail. So I'm not trying to I'm not trying to have some sort of physical goal when I exercise. 
I am trying to make myself better on the trail so I can do things more efficiently and more safely um, on the trail being stronger. So that answers that question there. What are your snack recommendations for keeping consistent energy on a hike? Oh, wow. That's a really good question. Snack recommendations. Um, I, my big thing is I never have any problem eating carbs. Carbs are, um, I'm, I'm addicted to sugar in a way. Maybe that's, I don't even know if there can be an addiction to sugar. I love sugar. I have a sweet tooth. So eating carbs is never an issue for me. It's getting enough protein. And that's always been um, the issue for me. So I love Epic Bars. Epic Bar has been a sponsor of mine in the past. So just letting you know that. But I was eating Epic Bars two years before they they approached me, not even knowing that I had I never, I never posted about them and, uh, love Epic bars. It's like a jerky bar and they have like chicken sriracha and pork and bison, um, beef, uh, they have like an egg and chicken one. That's good for breakfast. Um, just getting enough protein that beef jerky is always good. Costco has the big things of beef jerky. I get all the time. Uh, just any sort of protein. Uh, almonds are great. Keep your energy up. Keep going. Sunflowers are also good. Um, I'm really always trying to keep the protein going. Uh, I like kind bars as well. Kind bars are really good uh, for that sort of thing. So yeah, great questions. Uh, How's your day going? It's going well. I've had a great morning. Thank you for asking. What do you think about marriage? That's really, that's the next question. What do you think about marriage? I love marriage. I love being married. Um, marriage was definitely for me and my wife. I realized marriage isn't for everybody and that's totally cool. Um, but it was for me and my wife, and it, it we've been together. It'll be 15 years on March 31st. Super excited. Hopefully, we get to have some semblance of an anniversary celebration. COVID has really wrecked our last two anniversaries. So hoping that this year we can do something, depending on everything. We'll see. But, yeah, um, my wife has been – only reason I'm able to do what I do is because of her. Lindsay is absolutely – she is the most beautiful, smart person I know. She has more degrees than Fahrenheit. She supports me in everything. She could be going off and, and, and just, like, killing it. But she, she, she like, and not that she doesn't. It's, it's, it's like she believes in what I'm doing, and she believes in our family. We've adopted three kids from foster care. She has all these degrees in education, childhood development, and she uses that to advocate for our children. Um, our, our two oldest have, um, special needs. So she's constantly advocating for them and dropping knowledge on people who should know what they're doing. Um, saying, Hey, you need to be doing this, 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 and this, um, to get our kids the services they need. And she's also a businesswoman and an educator, a tutor, and she's just amazing. And I love her. So, and she's beautiful. Speaking of my kids, do my kids enjoy being in nature out with me? Yes, they do. Um, different things. So my, my youngest daughter who, my youngest daughter, who we're going to call the warrior princess, is also my first child. We got her straight from the hospital before we adopted her other two with special needs. Um, she loves flat hikes, <laughs> lots of shade, uh, but she loves being in the water. We call her a water baby because she has always been like super. Anytime there's a creek, a river, even in the middle of winter, she wants to get in and swim. So she loves day camping, day camping, <laughs> car camping. So. Um, she does like hiking. She, um, she's challenged herself. I love it. Lately, we've done some hikes where it's like super flat and there's, there's one that was like super flat, but it had a option to go up or just come back around. And she said, I want to challenge myself. And she went up and she did it. I was so proud of her. And, you know, 
yeah. And my two, my two oldest, um, they, they hiking has been really good for them and their mental health and, uh, just the, almost the repetitive nature of, of it is really good for them. And, um, they have really benefited from being out on the trail and they love being out there. So yeah, it's, it's been awesome. Um, favorite hike in Ashland, Ashland, Oregon is a town here in Southern Oregon. I used to say before the pandemic that I live in Ashland, but I sleep in Medford Medford where my home is um, because I couldn't afford a house in Ashland. We bought a house in Medford because we have special needs kids. We wanted to live in Ashland, but couldn't, um, we needed a house big enough where each one of our kids could have their own room, uh, which seems like a lot, but when you have special needs kids, they need their own rooms, um, for various reasons. So I, I'm more and more spending a lot more time in Ashland like I did before the pandemic. Um, before the pandemic, I had a lot of clients and people I was working with, organizations I was working with in, in Ashland. Um, but my favorite hike in Ashland, Oregon, which is an amazing town, um, home of the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, Oregon Independent Film Festival, all, all kinds of amazing stuff, is um, probably the Lower Wonder Trail. Love it. Lower Wonder Trail is amazing. The PCT runs right beside it. Um, but inside Ashland, you have an amazing trail system, amazing trails all over. So if I'm going to say inside Ashland, inside Lithia Park or the Ashland Watershed, I'm going to say Lower Wonder Trail. Absolutely epic. Um, how long have I been married? Already answered that question. 15 years this March. Do you carry a tripod with you hiking? How do you take pictures and video on your hike? That's a really good question. Uh, I do carry a tripod. I have a Manfrotto, um, like, I, th- I don't know if that's the name of it. Um, name is Manfrotto. It's from Manfrotto. Someone described it as the hiker, and I bought it. And it's it's a full-size tripod um, made by Manfrotto, which is like the gold standards of... of um, of tripods and it fits. I put it where I put my water bottle. I have two of them now. Um, I, I love those tripods, but uh, I also carry an ultra pod a lot of times, which is a little, you'll see um, Darwin. He carries those a lot too. Um, if I don't want to carry a full size tripod, I'll carry the little, little ultra pod two or ultra pod three. Uh, I do. And so to control my camera, when I am, when I have my, my good cameras with me, when I'm trying to take a picture of myself, I Bluetooth sync it to my phone, which has a Canon app. I shoot with cannons and I take, I set the timer 10 seconds. I get in position. I can look on my phone exactly what the shot's going to look like. I can put it in focus for my phone. I slip that in my back pocket, take the picture. Uh, it's been a great way to do it. If I am just taking pictures with my phone, I'll use the same tripods. I have a little um, phone clamp. I'll hook it up via Bluetooth to my Apple watch, set it. I can see everything on there. Boom. Click. Good to go. Uh, there's a lot of great ways I, I to take pictures of yourself and others um, on the trail. A lot of people like to do the timer and then you set the timer and you run, but then you lose focus a lot of times. So, um, but yeah, m- most, most all cannons have the Wi-Fi or Bluetooth capability. You can sync it to your smartphone set your focus, all your settings. And then also having Apple watch is really great to be able to sync up with your phone and take the picture that way as well. So that's what I do. That's an excellent, excellent question. Next question. How long have you been interested in hiking? Uh, where has been your most exciting one? I think what's been my most exciting hike is the question. Uh, I started hiking and been interested in hiking since, um, summer of 2019 at the uh, behest of a therapist I was seeing after leaving my old career and belief system behind, 
Uh, I had just graduated film school. I was going my last term of film school. I was going to therapy, just working through what is my life now? I've been, I went back to school, already had a degree, but got a second degree um, for two years in film school. I was getting ready to graduate my last term. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Uh, I'm dealing with being a parent of kids with special needs who are very high, high needs. Um, I've left my old career completely behind. What am I doing? And I graduated from film school, was still floundering, and I just needed something to kind of put my faith and passion into and um, just kind of something. I very much had a, a existential crisis, and she suggested the outdoors and hiking. I gave it a shot, and it has been amazing. And I absolutely love it and adore the outdoors and hiking. And so it's been coming up on, on three years now. Dang, wow. My most exciting hike. Most exciting hike? Um, probably my backpacking trip with my son along the PCT, um, to Brown Mountain Shelter. That was just, that was fun. It was hard. It was hard on him. It was hard on me too. Um, but yeah. Next question. Best boots for wide feet. Keep up the page. Okay. Appreciate that. Uh, best boots for wide feet. So I don't have particularly wide feet. My feet are actually a little narrow. I have a size 12 foot. Um, I do, I get a lot of questions about shoes. I have a bunch of different pairs of shoes. Uh, right now I am wearing my Hoka ATR fives because they have such huge amount of padding. Reason I'm wearing those is I, I'm like 99% sure I broke my, my little right toe. And so there's not a whole lot you can do. I tape them together with some Luca tape, tape them together with my other toe. It's getting better, but having that extra padding on there. Um, that lessens the impact has been really good. I love that shoe, the ATR five and ATR six for trails that mix in a lot of road walks or that are really compacted, hard trails. I think it's really good for that. Um, it's, it's, it's super helpful with that. So I, I love those. Um, also love my Lone Peak 4.5s. I have the Lone Peak fives. I haven't tried them yet though. They're sitting in my closet. I will eventually use those, um, I do love the Newton Ridge 2 from Columbia. Um, that's been really nice. That's a really light boot. And I love it because it's a light boot. I used to not like boots uh, because they were so heavy that it weighed down my, my feet and caused me to have some back pain because I have sciatica issues from some spinal cord injuries of my childhood and some car accidents in my adult life. So... Um, one recommendation I would make if you have a particularly wide foot is Merrill does have the, the, um, the, um, what you call it unlikely hikers boot. I know there's limited availability on those right now. Um, but I haven't had any issue. I, I do have a narrow foot, so I, I can't really speak to that. The biggest thing I would recommend is find what works for you. There's a bunch of different shoes out there, a bunch of different boots. Some people prefer hiking hiking shoes, like a hiking shoe, not a boot, like a, a, Merrill, um, a, a Merrill hiking shoe. I'm trying to think of the actual name right now. It's totally escaping me. Oh, my gosh. Um, some people prefer a trail runner. I prefer a trail runner except in the, the fall and winter where I now like a boot. But also in the when I wear trail runners, I am wearing a, an ankle brace. Cause I do have weak ankles. I've sprained my ankles probably 20 times in my life. Like legit, like went to the doctor with a sprained ankle. So between my two ankles, so a good idea. And I know, um, 
people have different feelings about this. Maybe you can't go to an outfitter or an REI is to go and try on different shoes. What's nice about REI is even with shoes, you can go and you can return them. No questions asked within a year. So if you try a boot, try a shoe, it doesn't work for you after a hike, you can return it. No risk. Um, but if you want to stay more local, just talk to your local outfitter, talk to the owner there, see what they can do for you as well. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of trial and error. What I have done as well is REI, um, has their garage sales, which is they, they take the returned items. They put it in the garage sale section. If you're an REI co-op member, I've bought a lot of shoes that way. That's how I found out. I like Hoka's and, uh, the Hoka ATRs is from the garage sale. I found one of my pair. It, well, I found a pair in my size. I purchased it, turned out great, wore them to death and then bought two more when they were on sale. So, um, shoes are so personal and what works for one person, a brand or a type doesn't work for the other person. So, um, do your, do your research, do your best, um, and talk to, um, whoever you buy shoes from. So that's my recommendation on that. What's the longest hike for a single day? Mine's only 15 so far. I think, gosh, I think it's 14 miles in a day, but those are two separate hikes. But here's the thing I'll talk, talk about that. Whether you hike a half a mile, a quarter of a mile, or 20 miles in a day, don't compare yourself to other people. Hike your own hike. Hike what works for you. And it's super easy to be like, oh, that person's doing 20-mile days. That person's doing 10-mile days. That person's doing 15-mile hikes. Do what works for you. We're all out there for different reasons. Um, and if you're out there just to connect with nature, you may only do a two, three-mile hike you may only do a one mile hike and you may get a lot physically and mentally from it. Um, there's nothing wrong with people who go out and hike big miles. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with people who go out and only hike a few miles or less than a mile. Nothing wrong with that. Hike your own hike, hike what hike, what works for you and don't worry about what other people say or think um, because it doesn't matter. It doesn't. So, uh, but that's my biggest day. Um, when I was going to be hiking the Tahoe Rim Trail, we were planning on 12 mile days on average. Um, obviously that didn't happen because of fires and other reasons. I also got asked earlier, um, am I going to do the Tahoe Rim Trail? There's no plan for it right now, but I'm going to try to stay as local as possible. See what the pandemic does and see what the fires do this season as well. Um, and then we'll go from there. So great question though. Um, favorite tips for editing video, favorite tips for editing video, do what works for you. Um, I would say, you know, find out depending if you have an iPhone or an Android, or if you're going to do it on your laptop, I suggest using the Adobe suite it has Adobe rush, Adobe premiere pro that does cost money. So I understand it's cost prohibitive. If you have an iPhone, you can get, um, iMovie for free. The biggest thing though, is just be gracious with yourself and watch a lot of YouTube videos. And like Potato Jet is really good uh, on editing on editing um, videos. A um, bunch of other there's there's great resources out there. So um, great question though. Um, what equipment should a beginner hikers bring with them on hikes? You should always be bringing the ten essentials. I'm so glad you asked. And what are the ten essentials you asked? Well, let me tell you what the ten essentials are. Uh, first of all, you need to make sure you bring plenty of water. You don't want to get out there and uh, get yourself hurt because you don't have enough water. Um, 
do what works for you. I generally always have two liters of water on me and a water filter in case something happens. So water is a big one. Also navigation, some sort of navigation. So your phone is great. All trails is great. Gaia is great. Um, Hiker is great, but I am committed this year to learning how to use a compass and map. So I don't get lost. Um, People from national forest service will tell you the same thing. You need to learn how to use compass and map. I, b- I believe that's 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 probably the best thing. I do also have a Garmin inReach that has maps on there as well, which I use, which syncs up with my my phone. But you need some way to find out where you are. Most GPSs work, <clears throat> even if you don't have service, which is great. Just make sure you have a way to charge it in case your battery dies. So, uh, water navigation, a headlamp. Headlamp is super important. Some uh, some sort of flashlight, particularly a headlamp, is the most useful. Uh, with good batteries or completely charged up. Um, you need to make sure you have that with you. You don't want to depend on your phone when you are hiking. Uh, sun protection, sunglasses, hat, uh, sunscreen of some sort, um, sun protective clothes with UV protection, always important. Some sort of first aid kit. They have small ones. They have large ones. I carry one bigger one because I have three kids I hike with. Um, but yes, some sort of first aid kit for your basic needs, a knife and some sort of gear repair. You never know when you're going to need some sort of knife. A small little knife is fine. A little, little Swiss army knife. It's what I bring. It's totally fine. Some sort of fire starter matches lighter tinder. I carry a little mini Bic lighter and a little bit of fire starter with me in case you're in a situation where you have to be there overnight and you didn't plan on it. Some sort of extra food, of course, which we talked about with water. You never want to be a situation where you're without food. Um, and then also extra clothing, some sort of uh, down or jacket in case you're there longer. You never know if you're going to be in a situation where you're there longer than you than you thought you'd be. And lastly, of course, a shelter. Now, people say, oh, I need to bring a whole backpacking tent with me. No, they got these little tiny, basically made out of tinfoil um, bivvies that you can, you're not going to be comfortable, but you'll be safe and you can sleep. Um, these little tiny bivvies that unwrap, they're, they're, they're great. They keep you warm and they fit in the palm of your hand when you can unwrap them and fit into them. I carry them with me on hikes. I also carry a little, um, shelter, um, tent that you put between two trees with some paracord. Cause I do hike with kids. You never know. Um, if you want to know more about what I bring on with me, bring with me on a day hike. I have a YouTube video about it. You can check it out, but you need to be bringing 10 essentials. Now all that, it sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot of money. A lot of that you can go out and you can get for relatively cheap. A lot of it you already have. Most people already have a little first aid kit, um, put a little bit of sunscreen in a, in a little tiny, you know, tube or bottle. Um, a lot of these things you can get relatively, relatively cheap, or you probably already have them in your house. So, those are the 10 essentials you need to be bringing with you on a hike. And they'll fit into, a lot of times, all that will fit into a 15-liter bag, some sort of backpacker bag. Um, and you don't need to go out to get the latest bag. It's nice to have the, the more the more um, hiker-friendly bags from, you know, Gregory or Ospie or Columbia or whoever. But if you just have a Jansport and that, you can get all that in there, uh, which you totally can if, you know, that's fine. I used to hike with a Jansport before I got into hiking. Nothing wrong with that. Don't let people judge you for the kind of gear that you have. So, Yeah. Um, if you're listening and you're getting into hiking, those are the 10 essentials. Um, just Google 10 essentials and you can, you can check that out. I actually believe I have a link to that in, in the YouTube video I did on what I carry on my pack. I have a link to a graphic that has the 10 essentials. You can, you can check that out. Um, how do you decide where to hike each time? 
Do you follow your gut or a plan? I always plan whenever I go on a hike. I always have a plan of where I'm going to go. It doesn't mean I always follow the plan, but I have a plan. I, I don't want to get a situation where I'm going into somewhere that I am not ready for. So it, it, it's, it's super important just to keep yourself safe. Um, yeah, just it, it just keep yourself safe. Never put yourself in a compromising situation. So anyways, uh, here's a question. Will you be going to D23? D23 is the uh, Disney like Comic-Con, which has been postponed and it's going to be happening this year. I think in August, my answer, and if you don't know, I'm a huge Disney nerd. I love Disney. Nothing wrong with that. I can be a Disney nerd and be love the outdoors. My answer to that is, I don't know. There's no plans right now, but I would love to. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I am a huge Disney nerd. You look behind me. Um, Disney and film. I went to film school. I used to host a Disney podcast. Um, so, yeah. Next question. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, this is good. <clears throat> Next question. Story of your worst hike ever. I was hiking to Grotto Falls, which right now isn't much of a falls because we haven't had much rain lately. Um, hiked to Grotto Falls, and I was scrambling over rocks at the pond in the falls. It's probably about three feet of water in this pond, but the falls were coming down. I was trying to get across uh, without getting wet, and my trekking pole failed and bent, and I fell into the pond. It was probably 35 degrees out. The water was just as cold. And I had to get out quickly. And luckily I had a down and extra socks with me. I took all my wet clothes off, stuffed them in my pack, had just my down jacket on over me, wet pants, and hiked the two and a half miles back out to my car. It was getting ready for sunset at the time. I was cold. Luckily I had gloves too, and I kept myself safe and warm. But it was miserable. Um, the next day I marched into REI. I returned those poles, got my money back. And then um, purchased a pair of Canuck carbon fiber cork trekking poles, which I got that week and took out to that same trail, tried to break those poles, could not. And that's why I decided Canuck are the best poles ever. But that was a miserable hike back because it was scary. You know, it was two and a half miles back. I'm soaking wet. I'm hurting because I fell. I, I jacked up my camera. I jacked up my camera, which was on my Peak Design clip fell in the water. It was logged and ruined. Um, and then I, I, I mentioned about it. I, I, I talked about it on my Instagram, which I didn't have a whole, I had like 4,000 followers at that point. Um, the company of the trekking pole maker was completely unapologetic. They just didn't like the fact that I, I had put online that their trekking pole failed. So yeah, that was not fun. Next question. Have you ever walked the Lone Star Trail or the Appalachian Trail? No, I've never walked the Lone Star or Appalachian Trail. I would love to do both. Um, I, I wanted to when I was in Boston last year um, on a day off, go drive over to Western Massachusetts and just hike a few miles on the AT. Um, didn't get a chance to. It was the middle of COVID. We were in COVID protocol, so I couldn't because I was working on a production. And I haven't been to Texas in years. Um, these are both things I would love to do. Next question, do you look for edible mushrooms? No, I don't. Edible mushrooms, uh, mushroom hunting is a big thing here in Oregon. I don't do it, but my in-laws do it, and they love it. And uh, I don't have any resources for it, but make sure you're, you're hunting for mushrooms legally and um, mushrooms that you can eat safely. What is something unique or odd or different you take along with you on your hikes? 
unique, odd, or different. I think oftentimes it's just my camera and tripod. I think a lot of people see all the gear, I, gear, camera, and tech gear I bring with me, and they're like, oh, my gosh, that's a lot. Um, it's, for a lot of people, it's just, wow, they just see all that. And I, I do it for a reason. I, I mean, I carry my Osmo Pocket with me from DJI. I carry generally my Canon M50 and sometimes my Canon ADD. And then I carry my uh, UltraPod 2 and then my Manfrotto tripod. It's a lot of weight. I know that, but I'm also cognizant of the fact that I'm just training my body to carry a lot of weight uh, for backpacking trips and stuff. So uh, that's kind of most unique. I just carry a lot. Most people just bring their phones, which is totally fine. A phone, I have iPhone 13 Pro. It's amazing. But I want to, I want to get good raw shots and be able to edit it really well. Um, and I like using my phone to control that and have, I just, I, I like having control. So <laughs> I'm a control freak. So I think that, that is definitely one. What is something unique, odd or different? You'd already answered that question. <laughs> um, are you afraid of wild animals attacking? No, not really. Most wild animals are going to see a human being if they're healthy and they are going to run away. I do take precautions. Uh, when I go backpacking, I carry a bear vault, bear canister. I do not do bear hangs um, because after hiking five, six, seven, 10, 15 miles in a day, I'm tired. Go out, find a branch, get the paracord, get rocks, put it in the bag, swing it around. It's just not going to, I'm, I'm probably going to do it wrong. One. Two, I've, my one bear encounter I've had was a bear on a branch. It, the branch broke, it fell, ran away. Bears can climb. Bears, mother bears will send their cubs up for food on, on bear hangs. It's just, even bear hangs done perfectly are risky. Whereas bear canisters, they cover the smell. And because I mean, a lot of people with bear hangs, the smell still gets out. <clears throat> or, you know, you're, you do your bear hang at 10 o'clock, you forget, oh, you need to brush your teeth. So you go and get your bear hang back down. You get your toothbrush out, toothpaste, brush your teeth. And then you don't put it up as well as the second time because you're really tired. It's like 10 o'clock at night, whatever. Um, so am I afraid? No, I take precautions though. I use bear vault. I do carry bear spray. That is something I have. I hope I will never have to use um, just in a situation where uh, there is a wild animal, um, an aggressive wild animal coming after me, um, a predator, particularly a bear. Um, I never want to be in a situation where I can't um, protect myself and my kids. I hope I will never use it and likely I, likely I will never have to. Um, but I, one thing I, I've said before, and I'll say it again, and we've had guests on this show say it from Bear Vault from the National Forest Service, is that fed bear is a dead bear. If a bear gets human food, um, they're going to be a nuisance because they take the path of least resistance, and then they're going to have to be euthanized. So am I afraid of wild animals? No. Most will run away. So, yes. Um, if you haven't discovered your, if you hadn't discovered your love of hiking, what do you think your life would be like now? I think I would be likely working in media, media creation, probably doing podcasting still. Um, probably down in LA working a lot more, trying to live here. I think my, my love of the outdoors has kept me in Oregon. I think that's a big thing has kept me in rural and Southern Oregon, uh, Ashland, Medford which this place is getting less and less rural. People call it rural. It's not really, this, this town is not rural anymore. I mean, we have an REI, we have an in and out we have a stinking 
Panera come. I mean, we were not. It's the series growing like crazy. Californians are moving in like crazy. I'm not bitter. I'm just saying. Um, so, but we have such quick access to the outdoors. I love it. And that's the outdoors has definitely kept me here. Um, if I didn't have, if I hadn't discovered the outdoors, I probably would be traveling a lot, either still living here and traveling to LA and Portland a lot for work, or eventually we would have moved, but it's definitely kept me in this area, but definitely because I went to film school, I'd be working in film and media like I am now. It looks a little different for me now because I'm working primarily and a lot of influencer and online stuff with gear companies creating my own content, which I probably wouldn't be doing if I hadn't discovered the outdoors. Um, but prior to, prior to discovering the outdoors, I wanted to get into influencer marketing. I was working with a production company that was hiring influencers to do marketing for shows and things like that. I was working for that company and I always wanted to do be an influencer. People give that term such a hard time. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, being an influencer, using your platform and your creativity to create content for organizations and products and causes you believe in nothing wrong with that. And it's, it's, um, much more personalized than the mass marketing. And I've discovered a lot of great and amazing, um, products and organizations because of influencer marketing and, People like to give it a hard time. Like, oh, those influencers. And don't get me wrong. There are cringy influencers out there. I get it. But I'm going to trust somebody I follow when they tell me something about, you know, filtering water or, you know, different products than some random commercial on some random pre-roll on YouTube or commercial on TV. It's just... Um, nothing wrong with it. I, I get to make some really cool stuff and work with some really great people. And my days are constantly different and I love it. I love it so much. And, and okay, a little rant here. Like people are like, Oh, you're just, you're, you're selling out now, Andy, you're, you, you got, you got a following now cause you went viral and now you're just being an influencer. And the thing is I was, I was accused of being a cringy influencer before all this. Cause I had, you know, five, 6,000 followers and um, I had a lot of companies wanting to work with me because I was very niche in the body positivity and outdoor spaces, um, working with Eddie Bauer in Columbia and people like, oh, you're selling out. It's like, no, you know what? No, this is what I wanted to do before I discovered the outdoors. I wanted to do this and I'm not wanting to exploit the outdoors by any means. I wanted to bring attention to the outdoors, uh, bring attention to issues like um, inequalities and accessibility and conservation and the environment and the mental health benefits and leave no trace and bring attention to those things. Uh, while working with companies like like Bear Vault, who I'll be working with again, I've worked with them once, who not only um, they do make a product, and yes, they want to ser- sell bear canisters, but ultimately they want to protect people in the outdoors and they want to protect bears, which are majestic, wonderful, beautiful animals. So uh, it, it, I, I get very upset with people who they haven't been following me, you know, for five, six years. They don't know my whole story. I haven't followed my whole story and don't know that I've wanted to create content and be an influencer on social media. And it, because I just love creating content. I love podcasting. I love social media. I love short form video. I love long form video. I love YouTube. I love these things and I get to do it with the outdoors and I discovered my love for the outdoors and I get to merge those, those things together. It's so so freaking amazing for me. And I love it so much. And, um, you know, just, I get to make an impact and I get to ultimately 
yeah, there's the products and, you know, business part of it, but I get to influence people's day and say, you know what, you're good enough and you're awesome. And, um, you're beautiful the way you are and you're worthy of dignity and respect. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I love being able to make a positive impact on people's lives. And it's also afforded me the opportunity having children with special needs adopted from foster care, the flexibility I need to provide for my family. And that's nothing people like, like, Oh, you're just still now. I want you to get a real job. It's like, I, I, my children have very high special needs and I get to do this. I have so much flexibility in how and when I do stuff. Yeah. I have deadlines and stuff to still absolutely. But this is just an amazing thing I get to provide for my kids and my family while having flexibility and being able to be there. I can create content like, Oh, I need to take my, my daughter up to Port- Portland for a, an appointment at Dornbecker the hospital up there because there's no hospitals down here for what we need. Um, pediatric hospitals. Well, I can do that. I can get up there and, oh, I need to create this reel for this this company. We're going to go over to Mount Tabor after your appointment and we're going to spend an hour there and we're going to we're gonna make this reel real quick and we're going to do that. Okay. I couldn't do that in a regular job. And the fact that I get to do that and use my talents and use my degree and it's just, it's epic and I love it. So that's my rant on that. I get really frustrated people who criticize me and they don't know my whole story and they don't know what they're talking about. So, um, and they don't know my, my particular family needs in situation. Um, so yeah, it's, um, that was a long, long response, um, to taking photos, uh, to, to the other question I had. So, um, next question, do you take any photos of wildlife or scenery or something you have interest in? Yeah, absolutely do. I actually have a, um, I don't post on as much as I'd like. I have a an account that's called Hike Southern Oregon where I post, I post primarily scenery pictures. I also do a lot of photography for um, Travel Medford where, um, <clears throat> excuse me, for Travel Medford um, where I do write-ups for them. I go, they ask me to hike these certain trails in the region. I go hike them. I take pictures. I take both my cameras with me. I'm going to start doing video with it as well here soon on a new round of hikes. And I take real high quality pictures. I edit them. I do a write up for each hike and they publish them. And that's in Travel Medford. If you go to travelmedford.com and you go on the, the hiking, click on the hiking stuff, run things to do in Medford. Um, at least 12 of those hikes, I have, I, those are my pictures and my, my write ups. So, uh, any backpacking trips or you're hoping to do this year? I talked about Crater Lake. I've talked about uh, Upper Rogue River Trail. Um, yeah. Another one of these questions. I love, I love these questions. Any tips for someone wanting to get into the basic video editing, graphic design? Biggest tip is, and I said, I said this earlier is, you know, just take your time, find what works for you. And then of course, um, watch YouTube videos are great tutorials and you can always go back to them. So that's my, that's my biggest tip on, on, on video editing. A lot of people want to get into video editing. Um, and I encourage you to do it. There's a lot, there's a huge market out there for it, but just for your own personal stuff, I think it's, it's amazing and great. So, um, last two questions here before we close it out for the episode, uh, or no, just one more question. One's just a nice comment. How do you overcome struggles of motivation and negative criticism from people? Talked a little bit about this with, um, people criticizing me for doing influencer stuff and being a cringy influencer, which I take offense to, of course. Uh, 
Uh, I get a lot of comments on my, I have had two reels go viral in the last month. Of course, there's the original. They're both stupid hikes for stupid mental health ones, just different versions of it. Uh, the first one has tens of millions. The other one has a few million. Um, people comment about, oh, he needs to lay off the fast food. Oh, his fat A is going to break that bridge walking over it. Honestly, I, I just have to realize that if you look at the profiles, a lot of those people, they're, they're anon or anonymous profiles. They're, they're hiding behind social media to project their own insecurities. And that's what it is. Um, so I just, I, I've taken a lot of encouragement from other influencers and other people who've gone viral who, um, who say, you know, that's just, that's just a part of the game. And I knew going into this, I mean, like I said earlier, I always wanted to be an influencer since it became a thing. Um, I just love being able to use my talents as someone who was a, a public, who performed essentially was a public speaker professionally and a musician professionally for 15 years. Like, that's what I did as a career, as a clergy and, and as well, someone who led music. And that was part of my job. Um, I was a youth pastor as well. So I was always, you know, had to be the hype guy. So I was, I've always been really good in front of a crowd and in front of a camera. Um, someone who loved video editing and film. So being able to get an influencer and I've always loved social media. I met my wife on MySpace. I mean, so, and I've discovered the outdoors, love the outdoors. So all these things merging together have been really good. So I always knew if I was ever to really get into influencer marketing, which I started become an influencer, which I started last January when I started working with specifically um, Everyman Jack and uh, Epic Bars. And then it's just kind of ballooned and, and snowballed since then, obviously. Yeah, criticism was going to happen. And I was getting criticism before, you know, one-off comments. But now it's like you look through the comments of my reels and videos, it's hundreds if not thousands of negative comments. And you're like, oh, my gosh. I just – I got kind of the realization that there is – for every honestly, for every one negative comment, there's 10 positive ones. There's – every one negative comment, there's there's – two or three people who said, who said that you, your content and what your message has changed me or encouraged me or got me to go into the outdoors. So a lot of people just, they project that, you know, and I get a lot of things, stupid comments, like on my one reel where I'm, I'm getting out of my car, like, Oh, why are you driving a CRV? That's such a non-masculine car. They use not those words. You need to drive a real truck. It's lifted. You're, you're such a non-masculine person. Like, First of all, who gives a crap about masculinity? My masculinity isn't based on what kind of car I drive. I like my CRV. My Honda CRV is the car I always wanted. And I was so happy by this time last year when I was able to have the resources and means to go buy my Honda CRV. That's that was my dream vehicle. All wheel drive Honda CRV. I got it and I'm excited. I freaking manifested that. So I don't I don't need a freaking Ford F four fifty lifted. That's great if it works for you, but I'm not hauling that much stuff. I don't need that much stuff. So quit saying all this negative stuff. That's my little rant on that. It's just funny to me. People are like, oh, you drive a CRV. You're so not masculine. I'm like, since when do cars have to be masculine or feminine? One, two, that's, well, that was my dream vehicle. It's what I wanted. And I freaking manifested that and bought it. So boom. Thank you. Um, Honda, want to sponsor me? No, I'm kidding. Not really. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> and then, and so there's those, those comments about, you know, 
are you man enough or which are just ridiculous and um hey fat butt or you know you need to lay off the fast food i caught someone commented that the other day i saw the comment like just random notification like oh he looks like he needs a little less mcdonald's a little less fast food and so i, I have celiac disease so i commented hey just fun fact i don't eat fast food because no fast food restaurants can offer celiac safe options for me um, because I have celiac disease. And so I haven't eaten fast food really in years with the exception of in and out, which even then um, is, well, I think that, that that's the only fast food I really can eat. Yeah. And I have to do it. I have to be very specific about it. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. So yeah, um, there's that. And then of course there's the, the, the criticisms from people about, me doing influencer stuff saying I've sold out and which is weird because like this week I haven't done any sponsor posts in over two weeks. I'm working with companies and I'm doing stuff. Um, but I'm not like flooding my feed with a bunch of sponsored content and I'm not going to, um, people who criticize me for my success or for being successful, people who criticize you because you are successful. You're doing, you're doing something awesome. Um, you've had opportunities given to you. Um, maybe you've had to change the way you do things. You're not as accessible as you used to be. Um, I've had so many good friends online tell me it's, it's it comes from jealousy. These people want to do what you're doing and they don't, they maybe have been at it longer than they think they've been at it longer than you have. They don't think it's fair, whatever, whatnot. And I just, I try to be as kind and compassionate as possible. I'll try to be the bigger person. Yeah, I get frustrated when people who I thought were were friends criticize. And I'm like, you know what? It's all about the outdoors. It's all about accessibility to the outdoors, conserving the outdoors, getting people in these, in these spaces. And you know what? It doesn't matter. And I get really frustrated when people criticize other people. You're like, oh, you're, you're, you're doing, you're working with this company. What does that company have to do with the outdoors? Well, that company decided to maybe do a grant for outdoor outdoor um, activities and they're working with influencers in the outdoor spaces. Who is it? Who is it for you to criticize? And I just, I, I, everyone does their own thing. And as long as you are leaving a positive impact on other people and on the environment, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter. And so I, I just try to, Put it in perspective that ultimately I get to provide for my family. I get to advocate for mental health and accessibility and um, shine a light on inequalities in the outdoor and, and in other online spaces and enjoy these spaces for a living and get to create amazing content for a living and, you know, talk with people from the National Forest Service and in other places and talk about conservation efforts and leave no trace and just other things like that. So how do I handle the criticism? It's hard. Some days are really, it really get me down. But ultimately I remember that I get to do what I love and I get to make amazing things and do amazing things um, that otherwise I wouldn't. And there's always going to be critics. And you know what? With criticism, you take the meat, you throw away the bone. Some fish are very, very meaty and not a whole lot of bone. So you take that criticism, you work it into your life. You're like, okay, that's legit criticism. That's a legit concern. 
A lot of time, especially unsolicited advice and criticism, is mostly gristle and bone. There's no meat, nothing to take away. So you take off what you can and you move on. Those of you who are vegetarians and vegans, I'm sorry for that illustration. Just it's the best I can come up with. So with that, guys, that's all the questions I have. Thank you so much for listening. It's been, gosh, we're coming up on an hour here. Uh, if you want to follow me other places, you can follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Andy Films and Hikes. Also go to hikerpodcast.com for the Hiker Podcast social medias. We do have a Hiker Podcast group on Facebook. Just search Hiker Podcast on Facebook in groups. You'll find the group. Um, big thank you to our sponsors again. CSS and Coffee, Canuck Outdoors, our future sponsor, Sawyer Products, as well as Patreon supporters who support this podcast weekend and week out. Guys, you're awesome. Thank you for listening to me, listening to my heart on the outdoors, on mental health on inequalities in accessibility and just know that I am here um, to inform, entertain, encourage, and uplift you all because the outdoors should be for everyone and everybody. It's not always. It's not a lot of the time. It hasn't been. Um, and we need to take care of it and we need to conserve it. Um, and I'm been thinking a lot about that lately so thank you all follow me follow the hiker podcast leave a apple podcast review um and rating the review is the written part the rating is the stars and uh thank you for listening to this week's episode of the hiker podcast <laughs> <laughs>